morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're doing well. I hope all is good with you. Um, I think we're almost, this is the second week of February right now. And um, the, the, the year is slowly, get, slowly getting into its kick. I think many of us by now should know what, you know, whatever it is, the plans that we have for the year, they're beginning to come to they're beginning to crystallize let's just put it that way by march we will all be firmly into the year and then you know we go on the journey and then we see how it goes generally speaking i think it seems like this year may be the year that we open up somehow it may be that year it may be i don't know you know it may be because <laughs> don't talk too much but i feel if there will be a transition year maybe this year would be it um you know but then we really don't know how things will go but it's well let's just wait and see let's put it that way but um we continue to maintain our vigilance and keep ourselves safe and i say this with caution because i also know that a lot of my audience or the audience for this podcast is lives in the u.s and i know that it's things are a bit different over there depending on where you're living and where you're coming from but for us here it's still very much i don't know it's half and half we're not open neither are we close you know it's it's just half and half kind of and depending on what part of the country or the state you're living in some parts are very open, some parts are not are partially open, so it's just a bit, you know, it's just different. So today I want to talk about prayer, and um, I've been reading some books as part of my ongoing learning program, Bible learning program, and we've been talking about the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, and I need to say something here, I need to confess, I just need to make this disclosure here. <laughs> I have a relationship with God and through the Lord Jesus Christ and I talk a lot to him I have conversations with him which is essentially why I have why we have this podcast called Musings with Jesus because it's just me sort of like verbalizing what my closet relationship with the Lord is so what what we get or what you see here is a little bit of how my conversations with God go so it's called Musings with Jesus and really that's what it is so anything that I'm saying here there are conversations in my heart that I'm just speaking out loud and you know when I'm offline, I those conversations continue. But most of the time, I'm not speaking them out. Neither am I recording them. So because of that, because I have this kind of daily conversation, ongoing conversation just with the Lord about stuff, where I'm like, I say certain things, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I, okay, no, I'm sorry about this. You know, I just keep that conversation going on. And we talk every now and then about things. Sometimes even if I watch a movie, I'm like, can you imagine this? You know, I talk, I just talk about things. I, I just talk about things to him. So for that reason, I'm very lazy about prayer because I sort of like feel I, 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 and so what I mean is that I'm very, I'm not as intentional about prayer as I should be. So the same thing goes with worship and praise and all of that. I always allow, I always tell myself, I'm that kind of person that believes that I have to do it when I feel like, or when I'm inspired. So I think I give God a lot of trouble because the Holy Spirit has to get me to that place where I feel like, okay, yes, now I should pray or now I should, you know. And because I get by spiritually, I haven't changed that. So even when I see people doing the formal prayer thing, I'm like, mm, well, that's for you. you know, and that's how I've sort of like rolled. And most people don't know this because when you see me, you know, in congregational settings, I can pray all night. I can do all those things, you know. So you'd, you'd think that, oh, my goodness, she's doing it at home. No, no, I do not do it at home at all. <laughs> you know, what I know that I do more of at home is I read the Bible a lot. I talk to God a lot, generally, you know, conversations, but I do not pray intentionally. So what happens 
with people like me is that I have a good relationship with him. It's likely that my faith will be, you know, okay, not too strong. But where I now have issues is when things I need to pray intentionally about because there's some situations that you need to set apart time to pray for it. And then also things like worshiping and 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 adoring God because I don't have a schedule or a discipline around it. There are times I get through maybe weeks and I've never and I've not you know consciously worshipped or adored the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Whereas I'm talking to him every day. So it's like I'm taking that relationship for granted. You know what I'm saying? So that's not good. Before I thought all those things were like spirit of religion, which is why I didn't do it. I felt you know, God, my relationship with him should be like natural. Why do I have to go through a ceremony and, you know, and do things formally and all that? We've passed that stage. That was really the way I thought. But I realized that it's a bit, so that's true, that me and, you know, we all, you know, I can say that I, I don't need to be formal with him. But I think also, it's like when you are, it's like, so let me use the example of the royal family, the British royal family, for instance. I see the way they relate to one another. I see that even though they are close as you know as siblings and, and i'm talking of the, the um, charles and his family with their relationship with the queen they they still have reverence for the queen's role as the queen and reverence for their father's role as the prince of wales you know they, they have reverence and and harry has respect for his brother's role as the heir you know in line to the throne it doesn't you know so so that they, they it doesn't take one from the other and i think that's also the kind of relationship that god has jesus has with the lord which i have always been you know perplexed about how even though they are equals jesus still gives him that reverence of god the father and even though god does not do anything outside of his word jesus continues to give him the glory and give him that reverence and he still you know follows obeys his instruction you know, they, they have this hierarchy between them, even though they are equals. It's the most um, it's the most amazing thing. And again, Holy Spirit has given me one of these analogies because that royal family thing, you know, I never thought of uh, before that. But that's really the thing. So I think what's happening is because I have that conversational relationship with God, I then sometimes don't pay enough attention to that part of him that needs to be intentionally worshipped. And I think jesus understood that which is why every day every morning he would separate himself and go and pray he wasn't being religious and this is me talking to myself Shala, he wasn't being religious jesus would not waste his time doing anything first of all he the, you could see that he didn't really care what people thought about him you know he wasn't somebody that would suffer good fools gladly or just do things so that you would like him you know even he himself said god is no respecter of persons you know god is they're not into that game of i men pleasers and eye service and that kind of thing so anything they do is because it's important for them to do it so jesus would always set apart time to worship and adore the father because it was important to do so and the fact that he had that kind of conversation with him i mean i remember in john 17 when it was a conversational relationship i mean in fact they are one let's just put it that way i mean i do we, i can never have the kind of relationship that god the father and god the son have because they are one and in the beginning they were so even though i have received adoption as a son through christ i was not in the beginning in christ you know what i'm saying so even though the lord praise god he has changed my present and my future my past is still that i was born in sin and that death passed on to me you you get what i'm saying that history i can't change and so you know he, he it's it, this is just really me reflecting 
and so as I'm going through this Bible learning um, program, this theology program, Bible studies and theology program at Western, we've, I'm reading a book. One of the recommended reading is a book by um, Mela. I can't remember what his first name is. And anyway, we're reading. We're talking about the Lord's Prayer, and they're talking about how the importance of the Lord prayer how Jesus taught us how to pray and because it's so familiar we sort of like overlook it and then I started reading you know they were now showing us how different scholars have talked about the Lord's prayer and I have read expositions about the Lord's prayer before now many years ago but in those days when we used to really read the Bible you know so these are things I knew or I, used, I was familiar with in those days but do I even remember that now oh we do nice when we have problem we pray and that's just it so that whole and I'm sure if you're listening and you're somebody who's been born again for a while you've given your life to christ you must have heard at least one sermon about the lord's prayer where people talk about the fact that he was actually teaching us how to pray not just saying we should use those words but giving a template saying okay our father who has in heaven you start with that you know you adore him first hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come you pray that you know his kingdom um, comes you know on earth that will be done on earth as it is in heaven then you begin to start the petition give us the day deliver but you start off with adoration and you end with adoration for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and ever and god was jesus was in that moment teaching us the way in which to approach god's throne don't just badge him on him badge him on him so which brings it back to me so because i have this conversational ask when jesus says ask the father anything and just talk to me you know and, and the bible says, you know he's looking for people that would worship him in spirit and in truth you know god is looking for people whose hearts are pure towards him you know all those because i'm so i have i'm so invested in that i overlook the guidance that jesus gave where he says when you come before him do it like this and jesus would not tell me us to do it just for the sake of fulfilling all righteousness i mean he kept saying this that look this heart these people worship me with um, their mouth with their lips but their heart is far from me jesus was always about look i am not about the externalities i am concerned with what's going on in the heart and if he was that kind of person then why did he tell us why did he have to tell us this intentional way to serve god i think it's because it goes back to what i you know the analogy of the royal family we must never forget the fact that he's our father and for me that's so awesome because when I look at all religions of the earth, they talk to, they talk about God. There is not one religion that has the audacity or the temerity to say that God is your father. No, I'm not aware of if there is anyone. Rather, what you find is, you know, God being somebody that has mercy or you can, you know, you worship and you do certain things and then you can, you know, get access and get things from him. But Nobody will tell you that you are born in, uh, you are born, you know, <laughs> that, no, nobody's going to tell you that. You become his child. Nobody's going to tell you, which is why Christ is a stumbling block. The whole gospel of Jesus Christ is really a stumbling block for a lot of people because the natural mind doesn't make sense to the natural mind. How can you say that I, who was born of a human being, will suddenly become the son of God? What's that? You know, that it sounds so, you know, impossible unrealistic untrue you know what i'm saying but it is the truth so i am now realizing that okay for jesus to accept this then this is not a suggestion this is not a nice to have this is really about okay you want to know how to pray this is how you should do it and so i again in my journey of unlearning i have to now 
begin to see how I can build some more discipline and intentionality into how I pray and not rely on the spontaneous prayer, which is good. You know, I like the spontaneous thing because most of the time it comes by inspiration and it's always powerful because God is already present. All you're just doing is flowing into it. I think it's that initial, that struggle. I hate it when you're praying and it's like you're struggling to pray. I just hate it. You know, but then the funny thing is that when I go for vigil, I concentrate because that one I've psyched myself. I've told myself I'm going to do it. If I'm going for an all night vigil, many of you see me, I pray. I don't even fall asleep. I, I hardly sit down and all those things. I'm up, I'm praying, and you know, I'm in it, you know, most of the time. In fact, most of the time I would say, and and you know, but somehow I'm not able to muster up that same ego's <laughs> anointing when it's in our home, which shouldn't be the case. And some people are really good at this, like you know, my mom is like, eh, when she has a devotional time, you know, fact, she's so rigid about it, you can't even disturb her. She's you know focused, two three hours she's in it, you know, <laughs> and I think she does it every day, you know. I'm, I'm unable to do that, you know. I have been unable to so. This is me again going through this my own learning um, process. And so I'm just going to, I think, as the Spirit leads over the next few days, I'm just going to take aspects of the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, line by line, and um, we'll talk a little bit about that. So today I really just wanted to talk about our Father who had in heaven. The first line says, this is um, Matthew 6, verse 9. It says, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, um, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So I'll start off with our Father. And I think for me, the most important thing is that I think what I appreciate about Christ and Christianity and the gospel of Jesus Christ and just the whole, you know, salvation plan that God puts in place is that it delivers sonship to me, number one. But number two, in fact, the, the number two is actually my own personal number one, that God becomes my father. Because like I said, I lost my father, my natural father at the age of five and it had a big impact on me. So for that reason, I, I really need and i was very close to him i was the only daughter i was the apple of his eye it was like my world literally stopped when he passed on and i missed him really significantly in my teenage years which is when i really started looking for god and god came and filled that vacuum i am eternally grateful to him for that and and i and i see that i see other people too who have that relationship oh my father my father my father i for me this one is real because i don't have any do you understand that and i don't call anybody daddy i haven't used that word consciously you know in years it's not something i'm not used to it you know the last time i called somebody daddy was it was decades ago you know so he's the only one that gives me that opportunity to support you know to to have that father-daughter relationship it's really very precious to me and um, there are many scriptures that we can read about you know how christ has won us to be um, the adopted of god and all that i think maybe i'll just read a few and i'll leave it at that i i i want to and i think you know they say this saying they say about familiarity breeds content i think one should never get to the point with god his word and things where you become so familiar that you take the power in it as a light thing or you know you take things for granted and i think i'm a a bit guilty of that particularly in this area of prayer i i i haven't done it with this level of intentionality that god would want and that he wants me to and i think it must be very frustrating for the holy spirit because he knows that i know what to do i have all the you know i know what to do but i just don't want to do it because i'm like please i beg i can't stress myself you know that kind of thing and then when things 
happen in a certain way i then begin to wonder then i start sulking and wondering why but then you know i i haven't created the atmosphere for miracles around me i haven't created the atmosphere for god's presence around me i i don't water his gardens every day i don't you know send up um incense you know royal offerings of you know just my own contribution to the celestial worship that goes up to his throne as in i don't intentionally do that every day you know and because god doesn't demand that we do it doesn't mean that one shouldn't willingly do it so i i I have a long way to go and um, on this i will read one scripture talking about this um how god became our father and then i'll end it there so i'll read first john chapter 3 verse 1 i start from verse 1 it says behold what manner of love the father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world knoweth us not because it did not know him beloved now are we the sons of god and it's not yet clear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is and every man that has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure that's first john 5 no first john 3 verse 1 it says the manner of love that god that the father had bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of god therefore the world does not know us because it, it, it didn't know him either but now we are the sons of God, and it is not yet apparent what we shall be. But we know that when He shall appear, that second coming of Christ, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And then in John one, again you see where He talks about this um, father and sonship. But He He first of all starts of you know in the beginning was the world, was the word, and the word was with God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men verse 4 and the light shineth in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not um from verse 10 he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world did not know him he came unto his own in the world and his own did not receive him verse 12 but as many as received him to them he gave power to become the sons of god even to them that believe on his name i as i'm reading this i'm realizing that there's so much that is in that verse as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. The ability, the authority, the influence, the en- enablement to become the sons of God in the way we think, the way we act, in what we have access to, in inheritance, by position, so many things that comes into that. But it is only the realization of that that can make me be able to say, our father and to stand in that position of authority either as you know in prayer in worship in adoration to come before his throne because actually not everybody can come before the throne of god and offer a sacrifice of praise there has to be some reason that you have there has to be an access card and jesus is our access card And there's a lot bubbling up in my spirit now that I don't I think I should just just leave it here. But so what I'm the picture that is emerging in my heart is somebody who has been given a great gift and is not using it or is 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 treating it anyhow. Like when it's like um, when the Bible talks about casting your pearl before swine. Somebody who does not appreciate the value of what he or she has been given. It's like so, and you, and that that imagery of casting pearl before swine, there's there's no comparison to it in that 
imagine how valuable pearls are you know real freshwater pearls from the bottom of the ocean oyster pearls you then take them these, these things are things that you have to pick god knows how many oysters to get a whole um, necklace of pearls and then you then after gathering it together you've paid like thousands of dollars for it then you then take it and throw it to a pig what's the pig going to do what's it going to do with pearls he will trample on it he has there's no way he can comprehend the value of what is before him to him there are stones there are rocks they are to be crushed under his hind feet he doesn't understand that people swim to the bottom of the coral reef and look for fresh water inside fresh water look for rare oysters to bring out one pearl per oyster and that you can search and search for days and weeks and months even years on end and never see enough to make one necklace the pig can never understand that so i fear that perhaps in the way in which i have approached my sonship and the access card that god has given me before his throne i have been behaving like the swine has the pearls that, that whose pearls, pearls have been cast before the swine because I have trampled the pearls on their feet I have I haven't used my access card and even when I use it perhaps I have been using it wrongly I will just leave it there because I keep asking myself why did God need to grant us sonship as why did the new birth need to come with sonship? Why couldn't it could even it could have come with just being a servant? That would have been fine for us. Either we were delivered from the enemy. Why did he come with sonship? And if we're accepting that sonship, what's the responsibility? What does it mean? Why did God give the access of sonship to all of humanity? As many as believed him, received them. To them he gave power to become the sons of God. The only criteria is that we must believe upon the name of Jesus. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? Why would he need to want need to do that? Why would he want to do that? I don't I don't have the answers. The only thing I can think of is that he just just because you know he loves us. I you know but I really don't have the answers. It's definitely not because we are worthy. I don't think it's because he needed it. It's just something he chose to do. But for me to accept it, then, I, I think, like every son, my role should then be, I should have an, a desire to please my father. And the difference between biological sonship and this kind of um, adoptive sonship that we have is because my will was involved. So this is not like forced parenthood, which is, you know, like the biological type. You don't, you can't choose your parents. This is it's chosen parenthood. In fact, planned, spiritual planned parenthood, if you ask me, because I chose, I mean, he chose me and I, I chose him as well. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he offers, you know, Christ is there. He died. He died for all of us. But I, I, I chose to accept Jesus into my life. So I think I'll just leave it here because it's just a lot to say on this. And sometimes I just feel, you know what, shall I just stop talking to you? This is time to start doing. So God help me my laziness and my you know my fleshly weakness not prevail upon me in jesus name so 
Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us not our trespasses. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into evil. No, and deliver us from temptation. No, deliver us from, and lead us not into temptation. And deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The fact that I can't even remember the Lord's prayer really, 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 I would say really just shows how distant I have been from this journey. But anyways, our Father who art in heaven, thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.